Hello, everyone, and welcome to Joe's Tango Podcast, and welcome to the exciting, colorful, and sometimes bizarre world of Argentine tango. On this show, we'll be meeting tango instructors, event organizers, and musicians, and they are a fascinating bunch of people. It'll be a great time, and I hope you can handle it. I'm your host, Joe Yang, and thank you very much for joining us. Today's guests have been dancing tango ever since they were teenagers. Eventually, they took the leap and became full-time tango instructors. Since then, they have worked tirelessly on their craft and have gained international acclaim as both teachers and competitive performers. Joining me now from Belgium are European Tango Salon champions Liz and Yannick Vanhoef. Liz and Yannick, thank you both so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having us. It's a pleasure to be on. Yeah, yeah. Okay, just to jump right into this. So can you describe the moment when you knew you wanted tango to be a big part of your life? I mean, there could have been more than one moment, but can you uh, can you describe how that felt, what happened, etc.? Yeah, I think we have two moments that okay. we need to tell you about. The first moment was actually personally. Yeah. Um, we were pretty young when we started Tango. I was 15 years old. Yannick mm -hmm. was 17 years old. Wow. And we were just doing it for fun. Mm -hmm. um, like off and on. And you know, you go one week and then you don't go one week. And you know how life sure. is when you're young. Sometimes you don't want to go. And then mm -hmm. after a while, uh, we started getting uh, really into it. Mm -hmm. uh, and after a couple of years, we went to Buenos Aires for the first time together. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, when we got back from Buenos Aires, we were at home and we we were kind of looking for more of what we had learned in Buenos Aires, like that tango salon style, you know, like the mm -hmm. traditional tango, the, the elegant version. Mm -hmm. uh, and we just realized that we needed to go back to Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. And that was probably the first moment, an important one, where we realized oh boy, we have to go back because we're not done yet. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then the second one? The second one is is the moment professionally, right? Mm -hmm. That we had to decide. Um, at one point, I think the biggest moment was when we were still um, working like normal jobs, let's say. Okay. And... Um, and we started our school already mm -hmm. uh, in Belgium, just uh, evening classes. And I had a new job offer. Okay. Um, that I knew if I would take it, that I that it was not possible anymore to give classes in the evening. And that was the oh. big decision to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what we we would do. So she could have like become this really professional uh, hotshot uh, video <laughs> editor in a production house oh, wow. uh, or we or we had to choose between that or dedicating you know our time and uh, uh, our life so far uh, to tango and well we chose tango yeah. <laughs> right. so yeah that was pretty big two big moments for us wow so was that a scary decision for you Liz I think for me it was less scary than for Yannick. <laughs> Liz, Liz was raised in a, a, a family of artists, so okay. they know uh, they know how it is to uh, get by on 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 being an artist. I see. Uh, and I was raised more 
uh, with a financial view perspective of you know mm. you have to make a living to make sure that you're happy in life and then right. uh, so it was more scary for me than it was for Liz but <laughs> yeah, okay. after uh, in hindsight in hindsight like they say uh, I think it was probably one of the best decisions ever yeah, mm -hmm. yeah true. excellent so you both started dancing together then from the beginning yeah, yeah we started together wow. yes wow Great. So yeah. you know each other very well. That partnership's very solid now. Uh, yeah, after 15 years of dancing together and uh, eight years of being married, yeah. um, okay. we can say we kind of know each other rather <laughs> well. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, can you describe your very first time at a milonga? Yes, we remember it very well. Yeah. The first time we went to Milonga was actually after our first class. The school that we were um, that we chose back then mm -hmm. had already a Milonga. They had they had a Milonga every month, uh -huh. and the first one we could join was after the first class. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we danced the entire evening, the eight kind basic, and we were so happy. Uh. <laughs> It was the only thing we knew how to do, so that's what we did. Yeah. Eight count yeah. basic. Eight count basic. Eight count basic. But we did a. We had a, a a lot of fun doing it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, and I think that's a, you bring up a very important point. Um, because a lot of people feel they need to know a lot of steps in order to be happy, but um, they don't. Just eight count basic, whatever you know, and that that's connection. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because uh, the, the most important thing uh, in dancing and uh, in tango also, obviously, mm -hmm. is that you have fun and enjoy yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what you do at the milonga. You know, the milonga is, is basically what, what you learn tango for. It's to mm -hmm. go out, dance socially, and have a really good time. And yeah. that's an important, maybe the most important mm -hmm. aspect of, of dancing tango. Yeah, absolutely. And then we, we can't really stress that enough as teachers. Have fun. Right. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, have a blast. Yeah, why other dance? Yeah. Otherwise, right. yeah. yeah. Why would you dance? Right. Not for having. Yeah. Good. So, so sticking with, um, with Milonga, so a lot of our listeners, they're, they're new to tango. They're just starting to fall in love with it. They're just starting to uh, feel that tango addiction set in. Uh, but yeah. they're still a little nervous about coming to dance socially so other than base uh, observing basic customs such as uh floor craft and using the kava sale so what what mm -hmm. advice would you two give to help make um those students their experiences more enjoyable i think the m most important thing is dance with the knowledge you have don't worry about like you said before right mm -hmm. don't worry about doing fancy stuff and looking at other people doing crazy things. No, just <laughs> dance with the things that you know mm -hmm. and enjoy that because if you dance with someone and you have someone in, in your arms, that's the thing that will, um, how do you say it, go true. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that's what's the most important part, at least mm -hmm. for me when I dance with someone. It doesn't really matter if it's five classes, if it's 15 years of mm -hmm. dancing. When the person that I dance with is just enjoying the things they know at that moment, mm -hmm. that's it. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah that's an important one. Mm -hmm. And then also I think the, the Milonga is a, a place of social interaction. So mm -hmm. um, it's really important that that's what you do. Be social. So get to know people. Uh, if you don't know them, introduce yourself. Um, make sure that you 
aside from dancing, can also have a good time without having to dance. Mm -hmm. One of the things that uh, the Milongueros uh, taught us uh, back in Buenos Aires, mm -hmm. and it's something I'm never going to forget, they told us the tangos that you don't dance are just as important as the ones that you do dance, by which they mean oh. have social interactions, you know, have mm -hmm. a drink, have a talk, have a laugh. It's, it's just as important as, as the dances that you do. Oh, okay. That is, that's a really good way of looking at that. Um, I'm yeah. really glad that you mentioned that. I'm sure that's going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. Excellent. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, kind of kind of keeping along with that, yeah, you, you just provided a very nice segue into my next question. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, some memorable advice, some really good advice that you've gotten from the teachers you've studied with. So, of course, I'm sure there are many, many points, such as the one you just mentioned, but are yeah. there any other other memorable moments or memorable pieces of advice that you've gotten from from instructors that have really stuck with you throughout the years? So yeah, the, so the one I, I just said is one that I repeat often and mm -hmm. um, we've had a lot of uh, great advice uh, from teachers through the years um, that's dance technical, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the artistic uh, aspect of, of dancing. Mm -hmm. But I guess the, the, the nicest tidbits of wisdom mm -hmm. uh, always came from the older milongueros, you know, the, the yeah. people that have been dancing for yeah. 60, 70 years that uh, okay. are still enjoying the dance. Yeah. They can sometimes offer advice like the one I just said, you know, the, the ones that you mm -hmm. uh, dance are as important as the ones that you do dance. But also things like if you dance, and of course this is also technical, it, mm -hmm. it could have been from a teacher, but it came from a milonguero, he said, the less I see you lead, he told me, the better or the higher the quality of your movement. Hmm. In other words, he was being very, he was in a very nice way, he was saying, don't overlead. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, and, it, it, and it's also hard to pick a moment, right? right? Yeah. There, there are so many. I, the thing then for me as a dancer, of course, the mm -hmm. thing that I, I, will always remember is that um, maybe it's a little bit weird but as a professional dancer I have often I'm scared to perform mm -hmm. and at one point um, Lorena, Lorena Agmosida came to me mm -hmm. and said to me you have to start enjoying when you perform oh. because people can see on your face that you're scared <laughs> 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 so she she gave she yeah she talked with me and talked about it mm -hmm. and how to really enjoy it. It's not easy, of course, when you're the center of attention. But mm -hmm. um, that that that's gonna be a thing that sticks to me every time I walk on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> how about you, Yannick? Were you also uh, nervous about performing? I'm. Um... I like performing. Of course, I get nervous because mm -hmm. uh, I don't think there's anyone that doesn't have a bit of nerves when he has sure. to uh, perform. But I'm a, I, I'm, I've always been a showman. You know, I, I like yeah. a, I like a good crowd. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Probably the more people, the better I do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, you're, you're, I hear you giggling. What was, what was your first performance like? Uh, well. Talking about nerves, <laughs> uh, I think one of our first performances was actually in Buenos Aires. Mm -hmm. and it was in a milonga called Porteño y Bailarín. Okay. Uh, and Porteño y Bailarín is milonga hosted uh, by a milonguero, and his name is Carlos Stasi. Mm -hmm. um, we actually have a pretty 
it, it was a really fun thing to do for us to be performing in that milonga for the first time because we have an uh, anecdote about that milonga um, about the very first time that we were in Buenos Aires. Mm-hmm. We were uh, working there for the first time. So we uh, were working in a call center uh, to make some money to be able to stay there longer. Okay. And uh, at one point after uh, working at the call center, we went looking for a milonga where we could go dancing. But we were dressed... <laughs> Uh, not for tango, but for call centering. So, you know, <laughs> okay. uh, jeans, a t-shirt, not really dressed up. Mm. And uh, it was raining. So we went to one milonga that was on the little list of milongas. Mm-hmm. And they they took one glance at us and they were like, oh, no, 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 no. You're no. not oh. coming. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> and so we saw on the list that there around the corner was another milonga. And, mm-hmm. of course, that one was Kostenui by Lai. Yeah, and we were soaked. Yeah, we were oh. soaked and you know demotivated. Mm-hmm. And Carlos was at the door at that point, and he saw us come in, and he was so warm and generous when he was oh, greeting nice. us. Mm-hmm. Welcome. So we we really felt a a, a a huge appreciation for him and and for his warm welcome. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of months later, or maybe it was even a year later. I can't even. Uh, I so think it was a year. Later. A year later, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, when we were getting better at this whole tango thing, mm-hmm. uh, he saw us dancing and he invited us to perform at Milonga. So for us, that was really special to be able to dance at that Milonga where we had first felt so welcome uh, in the tango world. Oh wow, wow! That's a great story. Yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how did you both start teaching? Can you describe how that journey happened? In Buenos Aires, the first time we went, and we had teachers that told us um, we were already planning to go back to Belgium, and they said, if you want to get better, you need to teach. Mm. Because if you teach, you will learn twice. Yes. You really need to understand the movement, and you, you will get better. So mm. we did. We started a little, little group, and we started teaching. And it was actually true what they said. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The first time you teach people an ocho and you're thinking, why are they not doing it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very, very interesting. And then we, we also found out that we actually like teaching a lot uh, mm-hmm. because it's it's not a it's not a for sure thing if you start teaching that you'll you'll actually like it as well mm-hmm. uh, but as we, we progressed it. in the whole teaching thing um, yeah, yeah we like it yeah so was your first class a group class or was it a private class a group class group class yeah yes. for sure okay and yeah. were you were you nervous then or were you just jumped right into it mm, I don't remember I think <laughs> probably probably those like the little nerve mm-hmm. It's just important yes. because sometimes a group be staring at you and in silence, and then you get awkward. And when you get awkward, it gets even more awkwarder. Yeah. Right. Uh, and sometimes you make a mistake, and the whole group laughs along, and then yeah. you have to relax. You relax, then the group yeah. relaxes. So you know. It's... Yeah, we really had a group when we started. Yeah, I mean, we still yeah. have nice groups. Yeah, of course, but I mean, we it was just one group, and it was very relaxing yeah. to have yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We were basically they were human guinea pigs for us, you know, we were just <laughs> experimenting. We don't do that anymore. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> no more, no more guinea yeah. pigs. <laughs> so. <Yeah. laughs> so, 
Yeah, in terms of your own learning, I mean, tango. There are so many, so many layers to this dance. Um, what are? How do you? How do you keep challenging yourselves? Um, video. Video. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, at least I am a perfectionist, so okay. I'm never happy about myself. Mm-hmm. And we video. Uh, we film our um, practice sessions, mm. and then we get very, very picky. Ah. Yeah, and every time wow. we and every time we see a video of a performing, mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we can do better. Mm. Yeah, we analyze ourselves, try to get better, and yeah. so basically, uh, because of Liz's perfectionism, <laughs> uh, and and uh, <laughs> we're just constantly trying to raise the bar for ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, and that's a great way of challenging yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just you know, it's weird to say, but really wanting to be better and making yourself feel that you still need to learn and finding the mistakes it's it's a it's a big challenge and it's one that remains because you know you should be a lifelong learner and mm-hmm. uh, and that's what we try yeah so what is something new you've learned recently um, well um, what yeah. we're there's you know how in tango there's a huge evolution right so let's see. Um, I, I I was reading this book uh, lately. It's about the history of tango. It's written by um, Gustavo of Gustavo and Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and um, there was a tidbit of information about um, a newspaper article. Mm-hmm. And in that article, uh, a guy was complaining that uh, tango had changed so much that it shouldn't even be called tango anymore oh. because... Uh, it just didn't resemble what it used to be, and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. Now that same comment I've been hearing uh, for the last 15 years, mm-hmm. but that comment was written in 1913, <laughs> and so yeah. so people have been probably saying the same thing about tango, how it's changed, and mm-hmm. and you know how how it's not the same anymore. But it's they've been doing it for over a hundred years. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point, uh, the 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 hero. You know the the right. Molinete, the turning. Yep. It was called Tango Nuevo in the in the 40s. They said, "Oh, this new tango, I don't like it." Ah. So, it, <laughs> it's something that will always keep on growing. You know, tango mm-hmm. is is still very much alive. New people dance it. Other influences get into it. So there's a big evolution. Mm-hmm. And actually, what we're trying, or what we're at this point, what right? we've been. Um, occupying ourselves with lately mm-hmm. is we're actually instead of going forward we're going back a little bit so okay. we're looking for um, information and movements of uh, dancers that um, were big in the 50s and 60s mm. and so when tango was reborn in the 80s mm-hmm. these people these dancers they re-emerged as uh, as teachers mm-hmm. and so there's some videographic uh, evidence of them and there's um, pupils of them, students of theirs that are still teaching. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're actually looking for those kinds of movements and that kind of information because what these guys used to do, Mm -hmm. um, everybody had had his own style and everybody had a lot of personality in his dance. Mm -hmm. So uh, today we're all trying to we're all trying very hard to dance alike so that it looks great. Mm-hmm. But these guys, you know, they had so much time to to develop their tongue and their style that you could, you could from a mile away, if you saw them dancing, you knew who it was. Oh, 
Wow. And so what we're doing now is we're looking for that information. And so we're, we're, we're trying hard training and uh, working with these kind of movements. Mm -hmm. they, they specialize in, in doing movements that while you were able to see them, you couldn't understand them. Mm -hmm. and according, what they tried to yeah, do back then. Yeah. And according to them, the better you see it and the less you understand it, the more tango it has. Okay. <laughs> So that's like that's mind blowing. Okay, okay, wow, that's that's very interesting. Good, good. Yeah, that's what we're doing. Okay, that's what we're learning now. That that is a very fascinating project. Good. So speaking of projects, what what other future projects are you are you working on? Um, at this mo moment, um, we have a project in Tango, and we have a project personally. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, we are renovating a house, so that's a big new project yes. for us. Yeah, it's yes, a yes. whole new world. Uh, <laughs> doesn't really have to do a lot with tango, but... Uh... And then tango-wise, um, we are, um, for the first time, we are giving a teacher training. Oh, Here in Belgium. Great. Here in Belgium. Um, yeah. So we would like to bring that to the U.S. as well, because yeah. okay. it's really, really, really nice to do. Yeah. It's uh, In it, we, uh, we speak about... Uh, the, the history and the culture of tango and of Argentina and then we speak about uh, how to teach mm -hmm. uh, so you know the, the the skills that you need the the, the way of uh, speaking to people understanding that people learn mm -hmm. in different ways right uh, auditory visually uh, with feeling mm -hmm. uh, and then we speak about the material um, of what to teach to beginners for example that kind mm -hmm. of stuff so that's mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the things yeah. we're doing. And then another project that we're constantly working on is Getting ourselves. better. Yep, getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A constant improvement. So another uh, question about uh, tango communities you visit. You, you've been to uh, many places. You've visited so many different communities, yeah. met so many people. So for the, the really, really effective tango communities, the really good ones, what, what do they all have in common, in, in your opinion? I think the really good ones are the ones where the professionals mm -hmm. um, work together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, big community-wise, yeah, it's where organizers and professional dancers and teachers have respect for each other's activities and they try to find the golden pathway of not organizing things at the same time and, right. you know, getting along or, or, or having respect for, for yeah. each other's um, um, space. Mm -hmm. And... In some schools, the, the I guess the best ones, the best studios or communities that pop out mm -hmm. are the ones where people have respect for each other. So where people are sweet, mm -hmm. uh, even if there's that one grumpy guy that is always <laughs> grumpy, they, they still treat him with kindness. They still take care of him. And mm -hmm. I guess that's uh, um, in tango and in life, it's probably the most important thing aside from having fun and enjoying yourself. Mm -hmm. It's taking care of everyone. others, yeah. of everyone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love, I love what you say about that grumpy guy. I think every community has one. I wonder yeah. if it's <laughs> <laughs> right. a law or oh, something. Yeah. <laughs> you must have at least one grumpy guy in your community. So. Yes, <laughs> there must be. If not, your, your community is not a successful one. Yeah, unless you have the one grumpy guy. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> so, so where do we find more information about you online? 
Uh, well, we have a website uh, which is liz-yannick.com. Okay. And we're also uh, on Facebook, um, it, which is just our names. It's one shared profile. It's Liz Yannick Van Hove. Okay. Uh, and we're also we have a page. There's this um, uh, website called Zero Thirty Tango uh, Zero Thirty com, Tango. which okay. is uh, a guy uh, Jonas and his team that make these really good uh, videos that they put online pretty high quality and uh, we have a page on there as well um, for the videos that that they've shot of us so okay and I'll have that in our in our show notes uh, so people will be able to to scroll down and read about it all right yeah great okay all right well Liz and Yana thank you so much for taking the time I know your schedule is very busy and um, yeah it was really really oh, great, great to get, yeah it's great for to having us with you yeah and I want to thank uh, my friends in New Orleans uh, Jimena and Lindsay they suggested that I get in contact with you uh, well, yeah. Jimena and Lindsay are pretty awesome people they are <laughs> they are yeah Okay, well, thank you again, Liz and Yannick, and good luck with all of your future plans, and I hope to meet you in person someday soon. Yeah, that would be great. The cheese state. Yes, yes, lots of, lots of <laughs> wonderful cheese here in Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay, you have a great all right. rest of the day, and we'll be in touch. All right, great. Thank you, thank you Joe. Bye. Yep, yep, bye-bye. Bye. Okay, that was another fun conversation. Liz and Yannick had a lot of interesting things to say. I liked their perspective on attending milongas and the advice they got from their teachers, that the tangos you don't dance are just as important as the ones that you do dance. And if we're not dancing, if we're getting to know the people around us, that's not a waste of time. It's actually an important element in your development as a dancer. Tango communities are really diverse and you'll meet interesting folks from all walks of life. I also found it worth noting that Liz and Yannick are making a huge effort to study tango dancers from the 50s and 60s and how certain influential figures develop their own style. That might be worth thinking about for ourselves. As we get better at dancing, we shouldn't get stuck measuring our progress by how much we can dance like everyone else. We can learn the same figures as our peers and teachers, but what'll set us apart is how well we put our own personalities into our movements because no one dances the way that you can. So, thank you again, Liz and Yannick, for sharing your thoughts and for your time. And to all of you listeners, thank you again so much for tuning into Joe's Tango Podcast. If you enjoyed this program and you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, it would mean the world to me if you could go to any one or all three of those platforms Leave a five-star rating, a positive review, and remember to subscribe. It only takes a minute, but does a lot to help more people find this podcast. Now, on SoundCloud, I don't think they have stars. There's just that little heart button uh, next to the track. It's pretty easy to spot. Just give that a click, and you're good to go. And, of course, sharing this with your friends would also be lovely. I truly, truly appreciate your support. Okay, that's it for now. We'll have more shows coming to you every Monday and sometimes on Fridays, but definitely every Monday. I'm Joe Yang, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.